0: Hey guys, this is Tina Benson, uh, and this is Simple Savvy Dog Training Tips. I'm a dog trainer in Collegeville, Pennsylvania. I specialize in board and train and behavior modification. I also do private lessons and e-collar workshops. Today's topic is um, the fearful dog and how you can help your dog um, get to a better place and build some confidence. So um, when I talk about fearful dogs, I'm talking about dogs who absolutely lose their mind during thunderstorms, uh, fireworks, loud noises, people, um, anything that causes a dog to retreat, recoil, run away, um, and and hide um, or, or want to be near you, clinging to you because they don't have the confidence to deal with uh, a situation. Um, that's the kind of fear I'm talking about. I'm talking about fear that paralyzes. So obviously we want to help our dogs if they're in that state of mind, that situation. So the first thing is awareness. Um, and then, you know, what can we do? And then the, the tools that we use to get the dog to a better place. Um, first and foremost, when your dog is in a fearful state, you want to make sure that you are not reinforcing that fear Um, and sometimes we just, it's a common thing that we do because we as humans want to comfort our animals. We love our dogs. We don't want them to be scared. Um, so sometimes what we'll do is we'll either try and coax them and make them deal with the situation before they're ready. Um, or we pet them and tell them it's okay. All of these things reinforce, um, you know, that fear, Uh, and then make situations worse over time. So make sure that when your dog is going into a fear state or, you know, something is causing it to uh, fall apart, you are not doing those things. Do not scoop your dog up and put them on your lap and pet them through it. Um, You will be making this worse and things will just escalate from there the next time. And the thing about fear is it doesn't get better unless we put in the time and the effort to really understand it and uh, and do some training that will get the dog to a better place. So that's first and foremost. Um, next, I want you to become a student of your dog's body language. So um, when your dog is in a fear state, do the eyes bug out? Is there lip licking? Do they freeze? Um, what is going on? Are they bolting from a situation? Um, are they leaning away from something? Anything that tells you a tail tucking is another one. Any of those signals, uh, and there could be many, many more. You have to read your dog. Um, look for those signals and honor them. Help your dog when you see those things happen. Um, so if, people come over to your house and that freaks out your dog. Um, and then those people approach the dog and he's leaning away or his tail's tucked and he's like, Oh God, please don't touch me. Instruct guests to not touch your dog. Um, make sure that, um, whenever you're able, that you are helping people understand my dog is not cool with that. Don't approach, don't talk, to my dog. When you come in the house, let my dog come to you. And if your dog warms up over time, and it might, because there's no pressure when when people treat a dog like it's not there, when they ignore it, there's no pressure on the dog. And you'll see much more um, uh, willingness to come out of the shell and maybe be in the vicinity more, Um, maybe not going up to people right away, but just if you instruct people, do not put pressure on my dog, you're going to see better things over time. And those things, uh, those behaviors, when your dog comes out of its shell, reward it. Um, So if your dog really loves a certain, like I use freeze dried salmon uh, kibble, Um, it's by Stella and Chewy's. So I, I have not had a dog yet not like this food. It's super high value. It's real smelly and they love it. And so when I'm working with a fearful dog, whenever they do something, move towards something that used to freak them out. Or still freaks them out but they're still moving towards it I'll reward them with some of that high value food so you can have some of that or some chicken or something that your dog loves laying around when guests come over and if your dog approaches your guests then you want to just reward with the food just say good and give a piece of food nothing more than that keep it simple keep it really calm and assertive. Don't make a big hoopla out of it because that could scare your dog off. Um, And then um, just make sure that you um, know your dog's triggers. Um, That's the next thing. So what are your dog's triggers? Is it men who come in the house? Is it umbrellas, men in hats? Is it things out in the environment like people on bikes? Is it people on bikes when they are approaching your dog face to face, does that freak your dog out? Is your dog okay when a bike is riding behind it, um, and not putting pressure on it? So anytime that you, something is, um, moving towards your dog that can put pressure on the dog and make them extremely uncomfortable. So, you know, those are become acutely aware of body language and triggers and, um, make sure that, um, you know, those are the things like keep the food around. Like if, if you take your dog downtown and it can handle certain situations, but not when there's a skateboarder, have some of that food available when you go on walks. And whenever there's an uncomfortable situation, see if you can give distance to your dog and, and have the body language relax a little bit. And then you can mark that and say good and give some of that kibble. Um, So those are just some of the things for you to become aware of. Um, make sure that when you're out and about that you do not allow people to pet your dog. Um, moving towards a dog and into their space and being face to face, um, making eye contact directly uh, to a dog is extremely scary to some dogs. It is confrontational. Um, and for, for a fearful dog, it can just um make them go into another headspace where they where they just lose it and become paralyzed so you've got to be um absolutely certain that when you're out and about that People are not sneaking up behind your dog when you're not paying attention and petting it Um, because what will happen is your dog will lose all confidence in you um, and it will feel like you don't have its back and you don't know how to handle situations. And this fear behavior can actually um, progress into something worse um, like reactivity or fear aggression because they just want that thing or that person or situation to come to an end. So they take it into their own hands because they feel like you don't have it. So make sure that you do have it by being um, just extremely aware when you're with your dog, you're, you're focused on your dog. You're not on your phone. You're not texting. You're not talking so much to other people. You're really paying attention to the dog and you're making sure being assertive when people want to pet your dog, because people will, you've got to be assertive and say no. And you've got to put yourself between you and the dog and say, or you and the person and say, my dog's in training, please do not pet. You just have to become assertive. If that's not your thing, if you feel uncomfortable doing it, ask yourself why you feel uncomfortable. Um, we don't like to say no to other people. You know, we want people to pet our dogs, but, um, it, it doesn't serve the dog. So if you think of it as your child, would you let someone come up and touch your child? No, you would not. So do what's best for your dog and do the uncomfortable thing. Um, if it is uncomfortable to you and just say no to those people. Um, and then next thing, um, I want you to know there's help for your dog. Your dog does not always have to live in fear. You don't always have to be, um, worrying about how you're going to work things in with your dog because your dog is, has gotten so bad that you can't do normal things anymore. You've got to take extra things into consideration make sure you have a sitter or um, you know you can't go places with your dog because of its fear. Um, I want you to know that there are tools out there to help you. Um, the e-collar and the prong collar are the two tools that I use to get tremendous, tremendous success Um, with fearful dogs. Um, and the prong collar is the first tool that I'll start with. Um, it adds a directional component to, um, you know, outings when you're on a walk, you put the prong collar on, um, your dog has to stay by your side with the prong collar. It cannot go bolting off. Um, because there is a, it's like power steering free dog. When you put that collar on, it engages around the whole neck when your dog pulls. So, and that's uncomfortable to the dog. So they learn to not pull, which means they're by your side. Um, and they learn to move through situations where normally they would slam on the brakes or try and retreat. And then you're there like trying to drag your dog either on a harness or a flat collar. And it just doesn't work. Um, you know, this Will allow you to get your dog to move through situations um, where before you would probably uh, um, revert to just picking the dog up and getting it out of there. Um, And you know, for some dogs, they're too big to do that. But I, I mean, I've seen owners can't even get their dog out of a car because the dog is so afraid. So with the prong collar. You can absolutely get your dog moving, and that's the whole point of it. Um, And just real briefly, I'm not going to give a whole prong collar lesson on this podcast, but with the prong collar, the most important thing is that when you engage that collar, um, you keep the collar engaged, and your dog cannot retreat. So you have to hold that pressure of the prong collar on, and then your dog cannot retreat, and it learns to move with you. So that's the beauty of the prong collar. The next thing and the best tool out there on the market for fearful dogs is the e-collar. The e-collar is not a shock collar. Um, I use e um, e-collar technologies brand and it is a TENS unit on a collar. It's the same technology that physical therapists use when they put the electrodes on you and they dial up that stem, you feel that little tickle. That tickle, that sensation we 're working at really low levels, so there are a hundred levels on the e collar we 're working at the level that your dog feels, so it 's called the working level for most dogs it 's anywhere between a two and a six, even for fearful dogs and you start out by teaching the tool in a really quiet, calm environment, so the dog begins to learn that sensation um, and then um, that That tickle, because that's what it feels like. Humans can't feel it at the dog's working level. Um, That tickle is what, it's kind of like a tap on the shoulder and it helps your dog. Like, so let's say you're walking along and your dog is like, oh my God, there's a man in a hat. I can't, I must retreat. Well, it can't retreat. So what you're going to do, first of all, you've got the prong collar to help you. You're going to keep moving through the situation. You may give some distance. And then you're also going to use the e-collar. So you hit the button on the e-collar. The dog feels that sensation, which is like a tap on the shoulder, prompting the dog to move with you. So it's still afraid, oh my God, the man in the hat, but, oh wow, I'm moving with mom or dad And they, if you do this over time, repeatedly making the dog, you know, work through fearful situations, it starts to learn, Hey, I can do this. It begins to build confidence, um, and muscle memory. When you do it enough times, repetition, you're teaching the dog. Um, wow, I've got, I, I can do this. I've done this many times now. I see I've got, um, you know, a a point of reference. I've, Um, I remember doing this yesterday and the day before, and I did it 10 times this morning. So here we are doing it again. And then through that repetition, you see your dog, um, making strides, building confidence, um, maybe not eliminating fear, um, but building confidence that overrides the fear. And that is the beauty of the e-collar. So, And then of course, with the tools come the obedience, you've got to build in the obedience commands to help your dog understand, have its own language and vocabulary to help it move with you, um, through situations or to be in situations and maintain composure, um, and develop that impulse control so that it doesn't want to just retreat, bolt and run away or become paralyzed with fear. So, um... This process is, um, it, it can be pretty fast when you're using e-collar um, and it, it is very empowering to, to both owner and dog. It is a beautiful thing to see a fearful animal start to do things it never did before. And also for you as the human to say, oh my gosh, I, know, I see a difference in day one um, with these training tools um, and it, it gives people hope. Um, and it also is very empowering because you start to think of the possibilities with your dog that you thought before could never happen. Um, and that is um, an amazing transformation. And you start to see it in, in the very first training session. Uh, it's a wonderful thing. So if you have questions about this or any other topic, hit me up. Um, uh, my email address is training. S T A T the letter K, the number nine training at gmail.com. Drop your questions there. I am happy to help you with anything, anything dog related, uh, or business related. Um, please drop me uh, a line and I'm happy to help. I hope this was helpful and until next time, have a great day.